Welcome to the best works of emerging explicit romance authors. Our curators select a wide variety of tales about the lifelong human quest for satisfying, lasting, and meaningful expressions of sexual health. Steamy Stories Daily Podcast focuses primarily on short stories. Explicit Novels Daily Podcast presents longer format novels over a span of episodes. Subscribe to both Steamy Stories and Explicit Novels in your favorite podcasting app. And now, today's story. Servicing Fox Inc., Part 6. Free Use Friday, Jace roams the building, initiating public sex acts, while the ladies pretend he's not there. By PTMC Pilot, listen to the podcast at Steamy Stories. I awoke earlier than normal on Friday morning, eager to get to Fox Inc. so as not to miss out on even a minute. I was sitting in the entrance waiting area, attired in a suit and tie and sporting a name tag bearing Jace, a good 15 minutes before anyone else arrived. Shortly past 0700 I got an email from Ms. Olson. It was titled Friday. Opening it I found everyone but myself was BC Seat. It was a short note that simply read FUEF rules are confirmed and in effect until COB today. Those not wishing to passively participate are required to avoid potential situations or exit as needed. I wasn't entirely sure what that last part meant, but given I was definitely not the passive participant for today, it clearly did not apply to me. I sat in the large room with a notepad and a coffee. As women arrived, I took note of who was wearing black or blue. The first to arrive in a black dress was Ms. Cartwright from Accounting. I moved to stand in front of her and she stopped, staring right past me. I lifted her secondary badge, noted the trigraphs, and stepped back out of her way. It was almost like I had briefly put her in a trance. Over the next hour I repeated this procedure a total of four more times. Five women had decided to play, and my first task was to initiate the game. List in hand, I made my way to Ms. Maddox's office. I found her sitting at her desk, apparently checking email. I walked up behind her and unbuttoned her blouse before sliding it off her shoulders. I then unhooked and removed her bra before spending a good couple of minutes kneading her breasts and sucking at her nipples. Then I threw her bra into my bag and left her office. I repeated this scene four more times, or actually three, because one of the women was already without a bra when I found her. Cindy from IT, who I knew as Ms. Velma, was sitting in her office having a discussion with another woman who I noticed was not wearing black. Ms. Velma, however, was wearing a purple sweater and a black skirt. Amanda, I really don't know what to tell you, Ms. Velma said. The other woman, who I knew as Amanda Stevens from Operations, seemed a bit surprised to see me before realizing what was about to happen and she stood up. Ms. Velma said, Amanda, where are you going? Don't you want to talk about this? Miss Stevens looked at me, back at Ms. Velma, and meekly retook her seat. I tried to ignore her as I lifted Ms. Velma's sweater to find her big triple D tits already bare, and her nips rapidly hardening. I immediately started to knead them, latching on aggressively to the taut buds atop her tits. Miss Stevens cleared her throat, then said, It's just that Jane isn't pulling her weight and it's dragging down my team. Ms. Velma moaned as I gave her breasts my full attention, and I stole a look at Ms. Stevens, who appeared equal parts shocked, embarrassed, and turned on by the scene before her. My mission here accomplished, I reluctantly let go of her very large and soft tits and walked to the door. 
I noted she was resuming her discussion as she pulled down her sweater, every bit in character like nothing had just happened. Having finished the opening phase of today's game with some luscious breastplay, I headed back to my office to finalize my plans. The list of participants consisted of the following women. Ms. Maddox, Ms. Velma, Ms. Cartwright, Mandy Thomas, who I called Ms. Mandy after another crazy introduction, and Ms. Jenkins. I checked the schedules for the various women, and it didn't take me long to decide that Ms. Jenkins, our on-site nurse, would be my first of the day. She was on-site once or twice a week, and our paths had not crossed since my first day at the firm. On that occasion she'd coaxed a sizable sperm sample from me, later telling Ms. Olson that she was disappointed she hadn't been able to collect that ejaculation with her mouth. In my mind I relived the exam from that day and soon enough found myself hard and ready to go. It only seemed fair to deliver what was likely to be my biggest load of the day to the nurse who had waited so patiently to receive it. Arriving at her office, I found her in discussion with another woman I recognized, but one who was not on today's, er, agenda. Ms. Jenkins was seated behind her desk, and from the few seconds of conversation I gathered they were consulting on something. However, upon seeing me enter the room, the other woman excused herself, Angela, if it's okay with you, I'll come back a little later to finish this. Ms. Jenkins nodded, certainly Sarah, my calendar's up to date. And with that Ms. Reese, Angela, stood and left the office without so much as a glance in my direction. Ms. Jenkins locked her desktop and picked up an iPad. Suddenly struck by the idea of a CFNM fantasy, I removed all my clothes, placing them on the empty chair vacated by Ms. Reese. I then lifted her blouse to play with her titties as I put her hand on my swiftly stiffening cock. Staying in character, she didn't look at me or say anything, but she did lick her hand to provide some lubrication as she started to stroke me. I was struck by another inspiration, and I pulled away from her briefly to rifle the drawers and find some lube. It didn't take me long to find what I was looking for, and then I took her other hand from the iPad and squeezed some lube on her fingers. I placed her fingers up against my ass, and without acknowledging me, she continued to look past me as she slowly worked a finger into me and started to massage my prostate. I figured if I was going to give her a load, I ought to do my best to make it worth her while. Though I was enjoying having my hands full of her breasts as she stroked me, that wasn't what I was after. Taking a fistful of hair at the back of her head, I guided her mouth to me. She still didn't say anything, but she did start to lick and suck me. After a few minutes I let go of her hair and again filled both hands with her breasts, squeezing her nipples as I did. She was breathing more heavily around my cock, and her fingers were working their magic on my prostate. It was the beginning of the day, and I didn't see any reason to keep the lady waiting. Through moans and groans, I let her know I was getting close, and then at exactly the right time she powerfully stroked my frenulum with her tongue, and I exploded in her mouth with my hands still groping her tits. It was a very strong orgasm and it continued for a good amount of time. Satisfied I had delivered on that debt, I let the Miss Jenkins slowly nurse my softening cock until I was sure she had swallowed everything I could offer. Breathing heavily, I eventually pulled out of her mouth and moved away from her penetrating fingers. Redressing, I left her sitting with her breast still bare, one hand sloppy with lube, and a belly full of my cum. It was a good start to the day. She was smiling as I walked out. Back in the office, there were some things that needed attention. A couple of services contracts, an email or two from the boss ladies, and a quick shower to reset my playing field for the next appointment of the day. 
At that moment Ms. Velma was prominent in my mind, and it didn't take long to realize I really wanted to make good use of her huge titties before lunch. I waited a little more than an hour before making my way to the IT offices. Ms. Velma was in her office, sitting on her couch moving through something on her iPad at ridiculous speed. I went over to her, lay down and put my head on her lap before lifting her sweater and commencing to feast on her titties. Squeezing, kneading, tweaking, sucking and licking, it was a boob lover's paradise, and her sweater puppies were quite off the chart. After some time, she sat the device down and leaned back into the couch. At this point you could assume she was staying in character and just relaxing for a bit, except for the nearly continuous sighs and moans my efforts were eliciting. A glance at the clock told me I'd been mulling her tits for over 15 minutes. I unbuckled my trousers, withdrew my hard dick, and she started to stroke me as soon as I placed her hand on it. I let her continue until her strokes became more insistent, then I at last disengaged from her breasts and stood. Bending her over the end of the couch, I tossed her skirt up onto her back and guided myself into her thoroughly wet snatch. She groaned as I bottomed out, then I took her big titties in both hands, took firm grip of her nipples, and began to pound her into tomorrow. I've mentioned Ms. Velma is a thick lady, and I knew the fucking I was delivering wasn't bothering her in the least. Quite to the contrary, as my efforts were rewarded with all manner of grunts and groans which were quite out of character for today. Not that I minded. A few minutes later she made a squeak, slapped the arm of the couch, gripped it firmly, and started to twitch. My work accomplished, I joined her straight away, pumping her full with my second delivery of the day. Once finished, I remained inside her for a couple minutes, enjoying the feel of her for a bit longer. But at last I had to go, and I nonchalantly redressed, noting she was still bent over the couch as I left her office. After a quick shower I pondered lunch and my next, ah, delivery. I emailed Ms. Mandy and asked her about her lunch plans. To her credit, she didn't ask me why. She replied quickly that she would be in the second floor break room having some leftovers around 1100. That gave me about an hour to freshen up, hydrate, and relive the first time I got to enjoy Ms. Mandy. It was a couple of weeks ago when Ms. Olson told me I would getting a special visit. What that meant was the dynamic duo of Mandy and Candy. Both unicorns, single, bisexual women who happen to also be quite attractive. I'll tell the story another time, but what's important to know is the memory of those two that afternoon, and Mandy's snapping cunt, had me on my way to heart even after two great climaxes. Shortly after 1100 I sauntered into the break room on the second floor to find, unsurprisingly, both Mandy and Candy. But to my surprise, Ms. Candy was now sporting black slacks, which she hadn't been earlier. She was also wearing black lipstick and chewing what appeared to be half a pack of bubblium. As I entered neither woman looked at me, though Miss Candy was smiling and licking her lips. I turned and locked the door. Miss Candy said, why'd you lock the door? Miss Mandy shrugged and took another bite of her lunch, which smelled great. I thought we might want to have a private discussion. Candy nodded and smiled. I was going to get lunch in the cafe later. What did you want to talk about? Mandy shrugged, I'm sure we'll think of something. During this brief exchange, I had lifted Mandy to her feet, removed her skirt, no panties, and took off my slacks as well. I left Mandy standing and moved to Candy. She needed no guidance to take my nearly stiff cock in her mouth. 
Like many women in the firm, she was a practiced and enthusiastic philatrix. I reached over and pinched Mandy's nipples. She said, were you thinking of a protein drink? Candy pulled off me momentarily to reply, I was kind of hoping for that, but sometimes you can't get what you want. Mandy bent and took another bite as I twisted a nipple. She inhaled sharply, then let it out slowly. Too true. I brought this but I'm still hoping for a nice warm sausage. Now that I was hard, I turned Mandy's chair around and sat in it, then pulled her down on my cock. She was now facing Candy and mounting me astride. I now turned my efforts to snacking on her nipples. Mandy had smallish breasts, but the most important thing to me was partner responsiveness. Her nips were like tiny pink eraser tips, and they were connected directly to the orgasm center of her brain. Candy asked, care to share if you do? As I licked and tugged Mandy's nipples with my teeth and tongue, and she clamped down hard on my dick. When she wanted to, she had the tightest cunt ever. I began slowly bouncing Mandy on my cock as I continued my attention to her nips. Candy cleared her throat, you know I can tell when you're doing kegels, right? Pinching one nipple and sucking and nibbling the other, Mandy forgot about her lunch. She moaned rather obviously, and said, never a, ugh, bad time for exercise. Having already climaxed twice, I was feeling somewhat in control, though it wasn't easy with Mandy unpredictably squeezing my cock with an insane rippling sensation. Sometimes on the way up, sometimes on the way down. But through it all I kept firm control of her nipples. I could not see Candy, but the smacking of the gum stopped and I heard her chair back up. Well, seeing as you locked the door to do your, um, exercises over lunch, you make me want to help. I looked up to see Candy lean down and take Mandy's face in her hands and land a solid lip lock on her. The two of them moaned and Candy slid a hand down Mandy's belly and right to her clit. The combined effect was to push Mandy right over the edge. And then it happened a second and third time. At the end of this the constant vigorous kegel massage of my dick had me right on the edge. I lifted Mandy clear of my cock and as it slapped against my belly I guided Candy right to it. No sooner was I in her mouth than I erupted. Maybe it was the whole scene, but I felt like I came a bucket. When Candy finished sucking me dry, she immediately kissed Mandy, always great to meet for lunch, she said. Guiding Mandy to her still unsteady feet, I started to redress. What do you know, she began, we both got what we were looking for. I unlocked the door and started to exit. Another woman, Jenny Sue, was there. I pulled the door shut behind me. They'll need a minute. Her gaze shifted from me, to the door, and back to me. She nodded then turned away. I stopped in the cafe on the way back to my office, aware that I no doubt smelled of sex but with too much of an appetite to really care. I got a sandwich from the grab-and-go and returned to my office. I was surprised to find Ms. Olson sitting on my couch. I noted she, at least, had not changed attire. She gave me her trademark cat, got the canary grin, and said, my sources tell me you are having quite the day. What's your view? I sat down, took out two bottles of water and started to unwrap my lunch. I returned her look with my best version of it. I have to say, the whole scenario is a hell of a turn on. She smirked, you have what, two to go? She looked at her watch, and more than four hours to do it. 
I swallowed a big bite, too, yes, if no one changes their mind. An eyebrow rose, she said, I see my sources are somewhat lacking, Mr. Jeffries. She leaned forward, her blouse falling away to give another awesome view. Care to let me know? I met Ms. Mandy and Miss Candy for lunch. Well, in their words, Mandy had a warm sausage and Candy had to, ah, uh, settle, for a protein shake. The minx, she said, still smiling as she stood. Enjoy the rest of the day. As the door closed behind her I said to myself, not possible not to. The sandwich, which would have certainly been average on any other day, was awesome after the exertions of the morning. I again showered, dressed, and took a nap with my alarm set for 1400. Miss Cartwright had a workout in her future. Shortly after 1400 I walked into her office, where she appeared to have just started a meeting with another woman. I went over, took her hand and guided her to her feet. Jenny, where are you going? The woman asked. Uh, urgent restroom break. We can reschedule, Ms. Cartwright replied as we walked out of her office. Oh, I may have neglected to tell you about the new trigraph I found on her badge this morning. All by itself were the three letters SOB. I was sure I'd never seen it before, and a quick check on the internet site confirmed that. This new one, which stood for sex object, had been added only yesterday. Now, you may be thinking sex object was what's been happening all day to that point, but not quite. I walked her to my office, whereupon she stayed right where I left her. After closing the door, I slowly removed her clothes and hung them in my closet. I left my shirt on, but removed my slacks and shoes. I laid a towel on my couch and led her to her knees in front of that spot. I sat down in front of her and guided her mouth to my only half-stiff cock. I put her hands behind her back and fondled her breasts as she started to suck me. While she typically wanted me to fuck her face, I figured the SOB wouldn't mind doing something she typically didn't opt for. As she worked me with her tongue, I sat back and checked emails. Yes, I do believe this is the best way to perform that task. She was active, bobbing her head, licking the length of my shaft, flicking her tongue against my frenulum, and doing a good number of other things I couldn't quite pin down. I let her continue until I felt I could actually come, then I stood and led her over to sit on the couch. I put her ass right on the edge, then lifted her legs to put her knees against her shoulders. Putting her elbows under her knees to hold her legs back, she surprised me by almost putting her feet behind her head. Then I slid her hands downward and had her hold her labia spread wide. If you search for Viennese oyster you should get a decent visual. While I had planned to just dive in, after all I was interested in enjoying her enjoying herself as well, presented as such with a nice wet cunt, I plunged my cock into her instead. Up until now she'd been staring straight ahead, no acknowledgement of what we were doing. But as I slammed into her, her eyes rolled and she let out a low moan. I fucked her hard, for about three or four minutes, until I felt I was close. Time for some oyster. I pulled out and immediately dropped to my knees and pushed my face against her as hard as I could so I could get my tongue as deep as possible. I added a couple of fingers, this position makes her G-spot nicely accessible, and proceeded to give her a thorough tongue lashing. However, I paused regularly to keep her from coming. After several minutes I stopped, stood, and rearranged her so that she was in a kind of fetal position but with her arms wrapped around her legs. Her cunt and ass were again nicely accessible. 
Using a soft touch I had her close her eyes and I went to get something from my desk. Rejoining her, I inserted the lube applicator into her ass without preamble. She groaned as I did. Dropping it on the floor I pushed my not quite fully head cocked back into her cunt and started to fuck her slowly and deeply. I figured this would get both of us close, but not to the finish. Soon enough, she was moaning with desire and frustration, and I was fully hard and starting to get close. A few more strokes in her cunt and I hit that point where I knew I was going to come. At once I pulled out of her cunt and all but slammed into her ass. I came a couple of strokes later, grunting in satisfaction, and barking out fuck, as I pumped her full. Her own groan, and delightfully clenching asshole, signaled she was right there with me. I waited until I was nearly soft before withdrawing and going into the washroom to clean up. When I came out and started to dress, she was still in position on the couch. I led her to her feet, had her open her eyes, which definitely set him, and slapped her ass to move her toward the closet. She took her clothes and went into the washroom. I was at my desk when she came out a little while later, walked over to me, and planted a full open mouth kiss on me for what must have been a full minute. As she broke the kiss I reached down her blouse and pinched a nipple, for which I was rewarded with squeak. Bad SOB, I said with a smile. She gave me an appraising look, then a long wink, and then she turned to go. I checked the time, 14.30. Making it back to stature by 1600 for Ms. Maddox was going to be a challenge, but then something occurred to me. Smiling to myself I knocked back a bottle of water and some pineapple juice, then took to the couch for a nap before my last call. Miss Cartwright might not be done for the day after all. I awakened instantly to my alarm, a behavior deeply ingrained by a few years on board ship. Unless I was physically unable to do so, a loud noise, alarm or such would bring me fully alert in a moment. Really bad things like fires might be rare on subs, but shit can, and does, happen. It was 16.15 and Ms. Maddox was on the menu as the last course of the day. I'd only been with her twice, the first being a romp in the gym when I didn't even know who she was. She was tall, athletic, toned, and could be a dynamo when she wanted to. I hadn't intended for her to be last, though to be fair someone had to be. Not having much of a plan, I tussled my hair, straightened my clothes and left my office. First stop was Ms. Cartwright's office, just in case a fluffer proved necessary. SOB collected, we walked to Ms. Maddox's office. I had my potential sex aide stand beside the office door, and the nearby executive assistant looked up at her and said, Do you need to see the boss, Jenny? She shook her head, then said, Nope, I'm just going to hang out here in case I'm needed. Needed for what, exactly? Jenny, Miss Cartwright, just shrugged and stayed in place. I went into the office. Inside I found Ms. Maddox pacing her carpet angrily. Her fists were clenched, and upon hearing the door click she spun, no doubt to demand the exit of the intruder. However, her gaze swept over me and her features instantly, and only momentarily, relaxed. After all, there really wasn't an intruder. She turned her head and pushed her hair back, showing me a Bluetooth earpiece, which currently displayed a blue light. Her fists clenched again and she tapped the device and the light went dark. I don't care how badly your company wants to prime the Escher opportunity, Carol, don't go up against us on this one. You'll lose. Well, the boss lady was keyed up. Time to get to work. She was wearing a black skirt, 
which I removed as she continued to have her high-tense discussion with the other party. Hanging it in the closet, I looked around her office until I found her workout gear and then a small towel. I placed this across the middle of her desk in front of her chair, then cleared a few things from the opposite side. As I guided her up onto the desk and sat her bare ass on the towel, I recall her ending the phone call with, if that's your final decision Carol, remember, there's no I in team, but there is a you and fuck. She actually said this last bit quite calmly, which was probably disorienting on the other end. I sat in the chair in front of her and put her feet up on the arms. Damn it, she spat. Jackie, she yelled, get Carlton on the line. I hadn't had the chance to go down on Ms. Maddox the last time we'd been together, so I stroked the inside of her thighs as I examined her cunt. She was an Audi, with, in my experience, longer than average labia and a prominent, though perhaps not exactly large, clit. As I took her lips between my fingers and started to move them back and forth to stroke her clit, she moaned heavily and rested back on her elbows. This had the added effect of giving me even better access. Boss Lady was always in control, but when I licked her clit she suddenly reacted out of character, shit, she yelped. Then she said, oh, sorry Bill. I managed to stub my toe right as we were connected. After a couple of minutes her clit was a solid nub, maybe half an inch long, and it was too good a target to pass up. Pulling her labia wide to pull on it, I put my lips around her clit and slid them down, slowly moving my tongue against her. Somehow she didn't make a noise, but her right hand beat against her desk. I was stroking her entrapped clit with my tongue as her conversation continued. Then she gave me a slight tap on the head and I looked up. She gave me a pause gesture, and I let go of her bits. She smiled, and was nodding as she tapped her earpiece again. Thanks for that bill, she said, we're ready to discuss being exclusive on Escher. She laughed, of course I was just on the phone with her, weren't you? Seeing that I had a moment or two, I noticed I wasn't close to hard enough to service her. Time for SOB round two for backup. I lifted Ms. Maddox's legs from the chair, stood up and put her legs back down. I went to the door, standing to the side so no one saw me, and reached for Ms. Cartwright. I took hold of her arm and pulled her into the room, closing the door behind her. As I led her to and then under the desk, she didn't react and remained a good SOB. I sat back down in the chair, had Ms. Cartwright take me in her mouth to start her fluffer action and position Ms. Maddox for her finale. I was stroking her inner thighs, quite high up, still careful to stay away from her actual bits. I felt myself responding nicely to the blowjob I was getting and smiled to myself at the number of threesomes I had suddenly been part of. Bill, the boss lady said, that's great. Let's go win this thing. Then she tapped me on the head again, and this time I nodded. Again I sucked her clit into my mouth, trapping it firmly between my lips and teeth. Putting my hands on her hips, I decided to continue, focused exclusively on her clit. Moving my tongue on her over and over, and stroking her bud with my lips, I could tell by her tensing and fidgeting that she was getting close. That was good, because I was now fully hard, and my philatrix was going for the prize I intended to give Ms. Maddox. A few more strokes and Ms. Maddox went rigid for a good 10 seconds before her clit started to throb and then she let out a powerful grunt as she came. I continued my effort until those throbs became less powerful, then shifted to slightly stroking her. When at last I felt her breathing was near normal again, I went back to aggressively pleasuring her clit. 
Her breathing accelerated at once and I knew she was close. Pulling out of Ms. Cartwright's mouth, I pushed back the chair, stood up and thrust myself fully into Ms. Maddox. She grunted as I bottomed out, and her breathing picked right back up as I fucked her fast and furious. I hoped she was close, because I didn't think I had many minutes of hard on left for the afternoon. Knowing I was close, I reached between us and tugged on her clit. She came a moment later, her clit pulsing between my fingers and her cunt clenching at my cock. I groaned and started to shoot my fifth load of the day into her. I fucked her through our mutual orgasms, then slowed and finally stopped, still enjoying being inside her. At last she gave me a signal to withdraw, and I helped her to her feet and she went to her washroom. I reached under the table, pulled Ms. Cartwright out and to her feet to find her quite flushed. I guided her to the door and ushered her out with a squeeze of her ass. I redressed and left the office before Ms. Maddox re-emerged. Returning to my office, I sank down in the chair and took a long drink of water. I realized the whole weekend might be needed to process the events of the day. It was just before 1700 when the four ladies came for their bras. One by one they came in, held out a hand for said garment, and left with it. Next to last was Ms. Maddox, who gave me a kiss as well. What a fabulous way to start off the weekend, she said. Last was my Asobi, Ms. Cartwright. But she didn't follow the others. She came in, locked the door, and sat down. Now that it's after hours, I'd like to talk. I wasn't sure where this was going, but I had a suspicion, though I couldn't tell you why. About? I asked. You, today, all of that, she said with a leer. Something wrong? I asked. She smiled, quite the opposite. I thought you played today perfectly, even if the last part left me high and, at, wet. Thanks, I. You always play me perfectly, she interrupted. And that's what I want to talk about. Jenny, trust me, I had no idea what I was doing. I just went along with every part. And still it was awesome. I just nodded, still not sure where she was going with this. I have a proposition for you, she said with a grin. When I didn't respond she said, join me for a full weekend? I thought about it for a moment and decided that might not be a good idea, you know I think you're awesome, but that's here at Fox Incorporated outside would be different, and might make things weird at work. She looked disappointed, but not upset. So that's it then? Not it, and not forever. But certainly for today, for now, I said. And then, to my great relief, she smiled, squared her shoulders and stood up. Okay Tom, challenge accepted for the next time. Challenge? I asked. She winked, I'll get you to spend a weekend with me sometime, mister. Then she left. I sat in my chair, wondering what the next right move was with her, when a couple of minutes later, the door clicked and in walked Ms. Olson. This time, like many others, just a step short of a walking dream. Tom, how are you? Before I could reply she added, what did Jenny want to talk about in private? I wasn't sure how she knew the door had been locked, but I didn't bother to dishevel. She wanted to continue the fun over the weekend. She crossed her legs, holding her top knee in her hands, really? Well, color me surprised. She paused, watching me like an antelope at the watering hole. And why did you say no? 
Rather than acknowledge her seeming ability to read my mind at times, I shrugged and said, it would be fun, but it sounded too, well, off the books. So you thought about agreeing for some time? For a time, I was tempted by her offer, I said, wondering if Ashley would get the reference. How much time, she replied, quite to my surprise. Actually, 0.68 seconds. Ashley guffawed, then snorted, then waved a hand wildly at me for a few seconds before she collected herself enough to say and laugh at the same time, you're no data. I laughed with her for a good minute, and then as we calmed down, she gave me a hug and kiss. Tom, would you like to spend the weekend with someone? My expression must have given me away, and she smiled quickly and touched my arm, no Tom, I don't mean me, though I find it quite flattering that you would think so. Go home, and when there is a knock at your door, make up your own mind. I returned her hug, thanks Ashley. You bet. And no obligations. Two consenting adults and all that, she said. Then she broke the embrace and departed. I arrived home about 30 minutes later, finished off the one beer I typically let myself have, and about an hour after that, I was just starting to think about dinner when there was a knock at my door. I opened it to find a brown-haired woman of my height on the doorstep with a bag in her hand. She looked familiar, and after a moment I recognized her, though I did not know her name. She'd never been in the rotation. I backed away and held the door wide, would you like to come in? She regarded me with kind eyes, nodded, and entered, dropping her bag near the door, which I shut behind her. She turned and looked at me, you don't know my name, do you? No but to be fair I work with a lot of people. You've been there long enough to know everyone. That's true, I admit. In my defense, you've never been on the, uh, schedule, and we've never talked. Suddenly, two pieces of data about her clicked. You're Melissa Johnston. Mel, Johnson, she corrected. Then looked quizzically at me, how did you? There are only a few women at the firm not in the moi rotation, I started though no one ever talks about the reasons. She was still looking at me, her eyes unchanged, but do you know my reason? You're engaged, I said. I'm certain relationship status doesn't affect your job, does it Tom? She asked coolly. I can only assume the engagement is the reason you aren't in the rotation, I'll never ask. Everyone who decides to, ah, uh, play, does so of their own volition. You yourself are a good example. No one ever should ask why others choose to play or not. You don't think they talk about it, she asked with a sharp note in her voice. I shook my head, I've never heard one person question why another did or did not join in. And everyone discusses the PBS arrangement pretty freely. Seems to me it is very much up to the individual. She gave me a small smile, okay Tom, then here it is. She turned from me, walked a bit, then turned back, I was engaged, for several months. I thought we were exclusive until my fiancé proved me wrong. Now, instead of having someone to come home to every day, I've been sick and lonely for a month. A month. And it sucks. I said nothing and let her continue, and after a few moments she did, I'm not looking for a fucking replacement, but it would be nice to enjoy a weekend with someone and not feel like I was going to get screwed over for doing so. And then she started to sob, and I wondered what the fuck Ashley had been thinking. And then I realized Ashley knew exactly what the hell she'd been up to. I took Mel in my arms and gave her a hug. 
I would really like someone too, I said, and we both giggled. While screwing your co-workers is a lot of fun, it makes for lonely weekends. She sniffled, wiped her nose on her sleeve and looked up at me, lonely? Really? I shrugged, well, maybe more restful and lonely than just lonely. She laughed, nodded, then gave me a brief kiss on the cheek. I didn't come here looking for sex. And I don't expect it. So what do you say to ordering some food, watching a movie or two, and going to bed with a comfortable presence that doesn't have expectations? Thai? She suggested. Nah, Lebanese? I rejoined. She sneered, Korean? I shook my head. Pizza? She smiled, meat lovers. And with that I called my favorite joint. We watched two movies and snuggled up in bed without a hint of sex and got a great night's sleep. Which is not to say the rest of the weekend stayed completely platonic. I PTMC pilot for Literatica. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We hope you found pleasure and inspiration. Come back tomorrow as we continue to bring you more explicit romance tales and subscribe to our podcast feeds in your mobile devices to access our entire library of hundreds of daily episodes. Happy dreams.